Patty and Patty, coast to coast from Brooklyn. This is world champion Patrick Bevan in San Francisco. I am joined by fellow world champion Matt Enger. Say hello, champion. Hello, champion. How are you? Ah, I love that song, Maddie. Totally fits my mood. Right. Can I just tell you, I am in such a good mood. Now, granted, I've been busy with work over the past month, and I really haven't been paying much attention to the last folk following the Cavs' Christmas Day triumph over the pathetic and super villain Warriors. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. But I can imagine things are pretty great. I mean, I admit, of course, I didn't vote for this president-elect, uh, but the peaceful transfer of power is always a restorative moment, followed by the honeymoon period of a new president. I mean, with that as a backdrop, the Cavs must have been cruising since their big win over the Warriors. I mean, I mean, probably dropped the rematch because it didn't matter as much. They're resting guys here and there. Maybe they have a second or third best record in the league or something. No split off my nose. Either way, the last month must have been great, and I'm, I'm just really sorry I missed it, Matty. Just catch me up. Catch me up. What I miss? Oh, oh, Patty. What? Is anybody better than hoped? <laughs> oh, oh, poor Patty. <laughs> what? <laughs> So I feel that Patty. this was a historic performance. I missed. I, what? Patty, I'm going to need you to sit down. <laughs> Shut up. I already have sit down. <laughs> things have been rough. <laughs> d- d- define rough. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the Dallas Mavericks, Pat? Well, they're terrible. Do we play them? Awful, awful. Would you be sad to know that not only did we lose to them, but we looked just abjectly terrible the entire game? Uh, c- come on, man. I don't believe this. <laughs> this, this. This is not possible for the team. That this, that, 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 it's basically whole, the whole roster trip of three people that won the greatest NBA championship game of NBA history. Patty, how would you feel about us playing a team like the New Orleans Pelicans? Well, they're kind of, they're kind of tough. Anthony Davis is a really good player, Matty. He is a great, an all-star, perhaps all-NBA this year. What if I told you that he didn't play in the game because he was hurt? Oh, oh well, then, then no problem. Yeah, you'd think that. What if I told you that we trailed by 20 for most of the game, ended up losing by two because we brought it back close, but, but lost? <laughs> Pelicans team. Sorry, that was my spit take noise. I don't know if it came through. Yeah. That was... That was in New Orleans. What if I told you they came back home a couple days later, ready to, to get their mojo back against the hapless Sacramento Kings? Oh, God. At least we at least got the Sacramento Kings. I mean, come on. Those guys can't get their shit together for anything. Thank God we had No, for, for years, right? Easy win. Uh, what if I told you that we were up by 11 late in the fourth quarter, blew the lead, lost in overtime, and missed like half our free throws during the game? <sighs> okay. I, I would say that sounds like the most Cavs thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So uh, suffice it to say, things have not been great, Patty. Things Eesh. have not been great. Uh, I wouldn't go reading the front page of the newspaper either. Things have been good on that front. Just, uh, well, uh, I, don't I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But Star, Star Wars was good. So just watch that about another 25 hey, times. All right, nice, know. nice. I got to watch that until, uh, until the new one comes out. Uh, oh, before, yeah. How do you feel about the title? Have you, seen, you saw the new title? Uh, the Last Jedi? Yeah. Now, this has got to be misleading, Patty. That can't really be The Last Jedi. There's a whole other set of movies they got to make. I don't know. This is the second movie in the series. That's when things are supposed to go bad, right? Oh, I guess I that's be- true. I'll tell you this, my, my, uh, my colleague at the office, who is a bigger Star Wars nerd than I am, came into my office just fuming, fuming. And I thought something had happened, like there was someone that had gotten laid off or something crazy had happened or someone went nuts. And he was like, did you see? Did you see? And like, wait, he started talking about The Last Jedi. He was really pissed. He hates the title. But there are two reasons I hate the title. And I don't think the title is good. Is that one, for nerds like me and this guy, how, how do we distinguish between Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi? Yeah. We used to just say Jedi. Now we got to fucking say, what, return and last? It's just fucking stupid. Man, that's a real problem for you guys. It's a, it's a real problem. It's a real problem. And then having two title, two movies with the same word, uh, it's just, just lazy. However, I, I, my theory is it's Kylo Ren uh, is the last Jedi. Um, interpret that how you will. Yes. Um, so anyway, look, we'll, we'll keep this brief because uh, – oh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I forgot the introduction, Maddie. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the Sports yeah. Hour. <laughs> I'm so eager to get into this and talk about Star Wars. 
Uh, welcome to Cleveland Sports Hour. We are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the 2016 world champion Cleveland Cavaliers, the 2016 American League champion Cleveland Indians, and rumor has it an obscure team that plays a form of rugby. So if you like to inform <laughs> intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective on all things, you've come to the right place. So we'll keep this brief because I've guessed the way too much these days and we haven't been potting as much as we'd like. Uh, let's dive right into what the hell happened to the Cavs, what might have caused it, what can fix it, and whether it's time, finally, in the true timeline tradition of Cleveland fans to freak the fuck out. Uh, Matty, so like, like you've been watching the games more closely. I've missed a bunch of them just because of life. Um, uh, catch me up. What, 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 what do you see? What do you see as the immediate causes of uh, this shitstorm? So honestly, and this is this is as honest as I can be. Um, I'm not freaked out. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some cold water on all that. Um, uh-huh. Take us back to the beginning of the season. What did we know, Pat? Did we know that the regular season is meaningless? Oh, beginning of this season. I thought in last season where you were freaking out constantly. Correct. This no. This is this Pat. Pat. You Patty, This is this is post championship. Post championship. Post championship. Chill. Got it. Got it. Seeing what this team can do, we know that the regular season just does not mean that much, and I think it is short sighted of us to say that, believe it, and then get into the regular season and freak out. Not do true. you do you remember in April of last year? April, just before the playoffs started, we lost a game that felt like a must win game to the Nets in order to maintain our lead over the Raptors and secure the number one seed. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. An embarrassing Nets team. We were fully healthy. It was a must-win game, and we blew it. And I know that was in the back of our minds, not mm-hmm. the back, the front of our minds, going into the playoffs saying, I don't know if this team has it. Um, I, I, know, I know two things. One, I think it was at that game. It was, in, it was in Brooklyn, right? It was definitely in Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, that was the, that was. The, I think that was the night that I uh, met that random Southern guy who was like Skyler but drunk and weird as shit. Uh, I think that might be right. <laughs> uh, but I also remember saying to you in a podcast uh, shortly after that, uh, I can't remember uh, uh, ever hating a, a first-place sports team more than this team. Yes. And now I can't so, remember loving a team more than this team. Right. So I, I think uh, we got to remember that. And, and, the, very much. and the you could say a different – one, this is just January, right? And, and Dan Gilbert was sort of the voice of reason and all the back and forth with LeBron about this, where he's like, yeah, it's January. Mm-hmm. It is. So, so that's one thing. If you told me before the season, it'd be whatever we're in now. It's February 2nd. The Cavs are 33-15. and 15. They have a three-game lead, I think, over the Raptors and have beaten them three times to none, which gives them the tiebreaker, obviously. Um, I'd have said, all right, that sounds fine. Now, there's some circumstances around that that aren't great. They, I, I was going to say, LeBron's playing so many minutes. But again here, I think LeBron wants to play this many minutes. And all the people who are saying, oh, he's going to wear himself out. I, have you not been watching LeBron for his entire career? <laughs> the dude's at another level for his fitness and the shape he keeps himself in. I trust him to know how many minutes he should play. He, he Before the season, they said they were going to peak him through about this time and then start dialing it back in February around the All-Star break. Mm, that's true. That's true. I mean, look, he, he already passed a uh, 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 peak broke ass uh, uh, Larry Bird um, in career minutes, including playoffs. I think last year, right? I think I think early this season. It's been a while. No, I, I think yeah, I think yeah, I, I feel like it was last season. I feel like we were hearing about this in the finals, the first finals against the Warriors. That he was like yeah. going to pass him soon. Um, I mean, that dude was just like a shell of himself in his final season. Yeah, and, and even LeBron looks more. I remember when he first came back to the Cavs and he sort of looked like he'd lost a step a little bit. He's, I don't all. feel that way now, athletically. I, I do think he is half-assing it games <laughs> a little bit, which, again, I have zero problem with. Yeah. I want him to be – he should be half-assing. He's not playing great defense, which is one of our big problems. He's super sloppy with the ball on offense. He's making turnovers that I you rarely see him make, just on like obvious passes to Cutter and the, just throwing it into crowds and stuff, which are un-LeBron-like turnovers. Um, he's just sort of sort of checked out, and he's saying things. I think we'll get into everything he said, but I think it's sort of just to 
to mix it up. And he would like to add another player. I don't think he's messing around about that. Yeah. Um, you need somebody. It's somebody else to distribute more than anything. You see, right. What they really mean is distributor. I mean, look, because Kyrie can do it, but that's not really what he's best at or what he's most useful to LeBron as. But, Although uh, Kyrie's assist numbers have been continued to be yeah. up, set his career high in assists um, yeah, that was a, that last was, night. It was a theme in the last podcast. He was starting to move down that way. And yeah, 14 assists less. And it's amazing. So I think, listen, I'd rather them not lose to Dallas. I'd mm. rather them have won that Sacramento game. But honestly, if they shoot halfway <laughs> decent from the free throw line and don't do some dumb stuff down the stretch, they win that game. And we're not even thinking about it, right? Yeah. I was at that game in New Orleans. And uh, Jesus, that sucks, man. Sucky game to go to. Um, but New Orleans played out of their freaking minds. I'll tell you that right now. Mm. Um, they shot the hell out of the ball. Um, what's his name who used to be on the Rockets? Terrence Jones, Jones had the game of his life. <laughs> the game of his life. Drew Holiday was otherworldly. Um, their Solomon Hill played amazing. Like, it's just, it's not stuff that's repeatable. We took their best shot. We lost by two points. It's Crappy, but mostly it's just because we're playing lazy, indifferent defense. And I sort of expect us to play lazy, indifferent defense in January. It's not my favorite. I probably would rather they employ some sort of – like the Warriors do, where they're bringing it hard every night and blowing people the fuck out. I also would – I'm happy to have a team that doesn't blow 3-1 leads in the finals and takes care of business. So I, I will trade it um, 10 times out of 10. 7-8 and eight in the January, though. That was a little bit – not great. Yeah. It's not, it's not great, and I guess I'd rather be – but, again, they're in first place. I think they can get their stuff together. Um, it's, uh, that doesn't freak me out. Now, I think there's some other stuff with the team that we have reason to be concerned about and we should talk about. Maybe this is a good time to do it, right? Like, I don't think it's necessarily their record. I don't think it's losing that stuff. But, you know, are the holes that they have now something that we think is going to come back and haunt them in the playoffs? Yeah, let, 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 me, let me bring up the first one that I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, has been a cause of my, uh, at least one discussed much in our group. Uh, is, is this all about Delhi being gone, Matty? Is, De- is, De- is Delhi the answer? Should, should uh, Dan Gilbert have spent uh, $100 million a year to keep him? <laughs> Not quite. I, I, I yeah. sincerely don't think so. Yeah. Now, I sort of wish that they had brought in – especially knowing now that Mo – because Mo Williams, how he played last year, would have been very valuable for us. Yeah, absolutely. At the beginning of the year, anyway, before his body started to break down. In retrospect, I wish they brought in a veteran point guard much earlier. Yeah. And I don't know that there was anybody great available, and even the guys they're looking at now are not – you know, I, I don't think Mario Chalmers is going to be back from his Achilles tear. Um Really, and, and I, Kirk Heinrich doesn't do anything for me. Like, I don't – I don't know that there was somebody great available. No, nobody great, but somebody serviceable out there for them. But clearly, um, Liggins is not a point guard. McCray is not a point guard. Felder is not ready. Whatever flashes he's shown has been really mitigated by quite horrible play lately, where it's just a turnover machine. Yeah. Um, they could use somebody in that role. That's, that's definitely true. I still don't think Delhi was worth that money, and Delhi is not a – a savior on that end. He'd bring some intensity on D that I would enjoy and it would be valuable, but honestly, you know, I think DeAndre Liggins brings a lot of intensity on D that I enjoy right now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, here's the thing. We, we, Gilbert spent 160 million last year, which included 54 million taxes. This is not quite the record, but that's fucking a ton of money. It's only second to, I think, uh, Russian oligarch, uh, uh, for uh, it was who, who had been the owner of the Nets, um, yeah, and so you know, so basically, the, the theory behind uh, uh, well, the theory in our group, uh, our, our group of friends, uh, behind keeping Delhi is, is a, a, a pet uh, cause celeb of um, uh, uh, Skyler Schmidt, friend of ours. Uh, he he thinks we should just spend money to, to keep him and Jr. Of course, of course, to keep Jr. Uh, and just said, look, he's making nine million. That's not that much more to pay. Whatever the taxes, but whatever the taxes is actually a big, big question because he's the last guy we keep out of that group. And once you keep everybody yep. else, then you're talking about twenty-three to thirty-five million a year uh, in actual money being spent to keep Delhi. 
as opposed to the nine yes. million is just in salary. That's what we calculated the, the cost at. Um, that, that's at the that's somewhere in that range. I, I'm not mathematical enough to, to know that. No one has done a good article on this yet. It's been frustrating, uh, uh, but it's somewhere between 23 and 35 million uh, per year. Per year, this next four years, we got this guy. And the thing is, like, yep. we cut our team down to six players, and we're already over the cap, basically. And we're in the cap, and that means the repeater tax. And you know who didn't want to pay the repeater tax? A fucking Russian oligarch who did a fire sale on yeah. the Nets. So fucking Russian oligarchs not to spend that money. I don't know if an actual capitalist <laughs> who's running a business is gonna uh, uh, be able to keep doing that shit. So, uh, yep. so th that's the thing to keep in mind. It gives you flexibility on the road. And I gotta think, here's the bottom line. Griff uh, convinced, Griff thought and Griff convinced uh, Dan Gilbert that we could get a, a decent enough deli replacement uh, for a player who did not play meaningful minutes in the finals uh, that year, uh, he was crucial to us as Correct. the injury, you know, uh, uh, help. And obviously, we had we had Mo Williams during the playoffs and during the finals to help spell certain things. We can find a reasonable replacement mid-season through the buyout clauses that will cost way, way less and preserve much more future flexibility. And I got mm -hmm. I got more with that with Griff. That that makes sense. Because again, I don't really want Mario Chalmers. Uh, I don't believe, you know, look, I, I was a big defender of uh, Verizon when he came back from Achilles' injury, but everyone warned me about it. It's really hit or miss. I mean, yeah, West Memphis has come back pretty decently, but not the same guy. Uh, I can't imagine Mario Chalmers. And it took a while. Yeah, long, like a whole while. Season. Chalmers had his in injury like a year ago. That's exactly right. I, it, he's. I don't care if he can help us next year. He needs to help us in the next six months. And also, I hate Mario Chalmers. I, yeah, I we, got, we just got to hold on. Yeah, no, I agree. We just got to hold on for Darren Williams, who will be uh, not atrocious on defense, from what I understand. Like, not great at all. But he's he's big. He's a taller guy. And he still fucking can shoot and pass and dribble. Like, that's what we need. We need a guy who can set guys up, run things, and hit hit, hit open shots. That, that sounds like a perfect fit for this team. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd love to get my grubby little hands on him. That'd be great. How do you feel about the Lance Stevenson and adding that guy? God, I don't know. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you have to get room on the for two I J, mean, two JRs of completely different <laughs> crazy factors. Like they aren't the crazy in the same way at all. <laughs> I, no, I'm not comfortable I, with it. <laughs> no. no, I mean, I think JR is has matured a lot, and I don't think he's in that space anymore. But Lance Stevenson can't get a job in the NBA right now, man. There's a there's a reason for that. It's not like a the old Joe or who did this? PJ Brown, I think, would just sit out the season and be like, oh, I don't really want to play, and I'll just make myself available when somebody's ready for me. Yeah. Um, just because he's basically resting his body. That's not what's going on with Lance. Lance wants to play. Nobody wants nobody wants to employ him. Yeah. Um, so with, that plus the ant, I'm less concerned about the antics on a LeBron team than than the play and I don't think the play is there and what is he he's not really a, a playmaker like that no it's I mean how tall is he does he count as a wing or is he like another guard no, he's a wing yeah look I will I always like to have athletic wings that can actually do more on offense than say Liggins can right so that's appealing I guess that's why everyone's kind of enamored by it or enamored by it mm -hmm. but like uh, at least not laughing it out of it out of hand uh, uh, but is that as important as having, I don't know, another big guy to, to, to give us some depth there? We, we, we have some depth, not great depth, but we have some depth in the wing. Like, not on defense, but certainly on offense. Um, when we get JR back, we'll be in really great shape. But uh, if, any, if losing Kevin Love really means that, like, we don't have much depth in the front court. Um, so I feel like that might be the more important second role of Phil. Yeah, God, I'd like to add another big for sure. Um, speaking of for sure, I think, and we said this before the last time we talked. Remember, we debated the three. Yes, yeah, wing. That's right. Wing, then big, then point guard. And I think I still feel, God, I think I still feel the same way. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's Corver has been added since the last time we talked. Yes, he has. Um, I was just about to add. I take it. And I, he, I, rumor has it. Rumor has it, Matty. You're not. You were not. A, a huge fan of this deal. I, I was not a, a, like, I didn't think it was terrible by any stretch, but I also, people were like, Oh my God, that's it. We got him. And I did not have that reaction. Part of right. it is we got shooters. 
like that's the the last thing that I'm worried about is the three point shooting on this team, right? So it seemed like it just added into something that we were pretty full at, right? And Corver is not a value add on defense, nope, at all, and offers no playmaking ability, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's what I really that's what I really wanted in a wing is a guy who could spot up and and just sit in the corner and hit threes if on occasion at a you know, a high 30s percent clip if we needed them to, but mm-hmm. they could really play some hard D um, and just be athletic, and I don't feel like he can do that. Well, I will, so, say, I will say this in his defense. I tend to agree with you. I think everyone overreacted. I think people overreacted because we didn't think it was possible with the assets we actually gave up, and I agree. I think giving up Dunleavy, Mo Williams, it's not giving up. It's like getting rid of. Uh, plus yeah. uh, the, 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 the TP. Oh, it was a first-round pick. We had to give him a first-round pick. Uh, which is we what, did indeed. Uh, uh, it still sort of seemed like we all thought we were going to have to give up, say, uh, uh, Teddy Osman, who's our only like uh, uh, young, talented wing uh, for the future uh, yep. left in our in our cupboard. And at this point, like I'm, I'm really scared about losing him because, like, we that's a that's a potential quality rotation player at super cheap cost. Uh, I don't know where we're going to get something like that. We need to kind of keep him at this point. Uh, hopefully get him over next year. Uh, but uh, I will I will defend on this level. He's not just he's not a playmaker, but he's not just a spot up three point shooter that can't play D. He can't really play D. That's for sure. Uh, he's been terrible at that this far. But he does give you a few more wrinkles in offense than um, uh, even a, um, uh, a what you call it uh, uh, a Channing Fry, who is also equally atrocious on D. Uh, he he is smart about moving off ball. Not that he's so great at doing all that. I, mean, I feel like early on, um, uh, 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 Lou uh, overused that, over overran him through screens. It was like so excited to have a heat toy and was running it too much. But he's good at it. One and two, he's actually a pretty decent uh, passer uh, out of the uh, out of the you know when defenses tilt too much to him or overreact to him. He makes pretty smart passes out of that position. That was a good role he had with Lena. Um, so he gives us more dimensions, I think, than, say, just a traditional spot-up shooter. Plus, he can also hit three-pointers at a ridiculous clip. So uh, he fits the system pretty well on offense. But, yeah, it's like I feel like he, he's not as valuable without, on our team without uh, JR starting, particularly with Shump not really filling in for JR so much as filling in for Kyrie. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, although I will say Shump has been shooting the ball very well. He went through a little slump there for a bit, but has been shooting the ball great the, the last uh, yeah, started the out last of week the- and a half or so. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's great to see. Um, I mean, that's what's interesting is that, like, uh, a lot of the dynamics are messed up because we don't have a traditional backup point guard which we're going to get soon. Um, I think Orba's role is different because we don't have Jr. We're going to have him back by the playoffs, hopefully. Uh, I don't know what role he's going to play. That's a big question mark, which is why I think it was smart to get another, like, scary, scary shooter on the wing that can still play a Jr.-type role in the, in the offense, even if he can't necessarily defend like Jr. Yeah. I guess, you know, it, it, it makes me think that there's an – this is slightly off topic, but but – You'll get it. There's a, the dynamic on this team is so weird. How bad they are without LeBron is huh. um, is one of the is one of the weirder things to me, right? Like I'm not sure. I was I was watching um, a game a couple weeks ago, and the Clippers were playing the Timberwolves with no Griffin and no Paul. And I'm pretty sure they won the game. They might have, it was, I actually didn't see the very end of the game. I was watching at the gym. But it was they were up and keeping it close. And I was like, the Cavs, even just without LeBron, 100% would get blown out by Minnesota. I don't know that the Cavs make the playoffs in the East without LeBron. Yeah. Um, I'm dead serious. Even with Love and with, with Irving. I don't know that they make – it's such a weird team like that where it is really set up like a house of cards where if you pull something out, it fails. And so LeBron is obviously the biggest piece there. But I do think having Jr. out right now, there's a domino effect that we really feel, and it just puts guys slightly out of the roles that they should be in and are really comfortable in. Absolutely, and has a compounding effect that is uh, 
I don't bigger than the sum of its parts. It's bigger than what Jr. is as a player, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, it feels that way to me. That's, that's something that this team has. And so when they're all there and going, uh, they, they can win a championship. I think they could absolutely beat this Warriors team even with, even with Durant. But things get a little out of whack, and it spirals out of control fast. Yeah, it's funny. It's one of those things where I think I've seen someone say this about the difference between LeBron's teams and, and Popovich's team is – Look, when you have a player like LeBron, of course you design the entire team and build the entire team around that one guy. And then when that one pet peg goes away, the parts don't work. They just don't work because they're, yeah. they're trying to work around that one guy. And I think you see that. It's not so much a reflection on Kyrie and Kevin Love and all these other guys. It's a reflection of how they've been built and how they've been strategized to work around him and to supplement him and to augment him. And how he augments them, like like when you take that cog out, they all fall apart. Like if, if he was gone, I do feel like this. I think, yes, if he was gone, they would be terrible for at least a month. But I think a team with this much talent, yeah, problem is that LeBron's one of the better defensive parts of the team. But a team with this much talent, uh, I think he'll claw their way back in to the eighth or seventh seed. But yeah, no, without LeBron, it's it's it doesn't work. Uh, and I don't know what you're going to be able to do to change that, um, except. No, and I, and I don't know if I'm even leveling that as a criticism against the oh, team. Like, right? Like, that's it. You, you, you have LeBron. You do what you can um, to win, and I don't, like, I'm, I'll mortgage the future for it. And <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Right? Yeah. If he gets hurt, we're not winning. I don't really care if we're not a playoff team or, or whatever, right? Like, it just doesn't matter. Totally. Um, but it is, it's just an interesting thing about this, and I think something that we should keep in its proper place. Uh, uh, so that when they struggle without him, it's, it's weird, and I'd rather it not happen, I guess, but, like, whatever. We've got a few more years of LeBron. I will enjoy them. It, it not, will too, be, not worry too much about what the team is without him. It will be interesting, uh, assuming he stays with us in the twilight of his career, uh, which he may not. He he might he might decide when he's not the same guy he used to be, and, and then go on a on a fun team tour or something like that. I I, I would I wouldn't be surprised by it, and honestly, I would not be upset by it. Uh, no, we um, talked about this after the championship. I don't yeah, care what happens. I don't care. He, anymore. he did what I he did what I needed so desperately. Exactly. <laughs> he more than anything. Lifetime pass. He, lifetime pass. More importantly, he made the 2016 Cleveland Indians loss. Digestible, Bookable. I, yeah. I, I can, I can live with that now because of what LeBron did. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, we'll look back and just think about how much we owe to our current happiness to this man. That's um, absolutely right. But, um, but uh, uh, I think it's a question to be asked to ask ourselves: If he's still with this team when he's in his twilight, uh, how, how do we build a team around a twilight LeBron with the parts that we do have? Um, I don't know. It might be possible given the, the salary cap issues um, and how much he'll mm-hmm. be that age. But uh, but you know what? Don't have to worry. Don't worry. Don't have to worry about it now, and uh, don't have to worry about it for some time. And I don't know. Honestly, doesn't matter. We already won the best championship uh, in NBA history, so uh, I got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of Rodney, uh, uh, he's the other part of this that's been a little bit nuts, right? Um, yeah, oh yeah. Can you can you sum up some of the comments uh, leading up to the the ultimate comment, which I, I will handle? But can you can you sum up for for listeners that have not been following uh, the annual? Not it's like a tradition now. The annual January LeBron subtweeting uh, uh, cryptic comments and uh, uh, general digs at his own team. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way to put it. In a reminder is that this sort of happens every year. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know that I agree with motivational tactics. And it's one of the reasons that they asked him if he could be a coach, and he was like, "No, I'd murder somebody." Um, <laughs> right? Like he just his expectations are too high for people, and I get that. So I think I like I don't listen. I'm I'm not going to really criticize him for it. I'll just admit that I don't I don't get it, and I'm not sure it really works. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going through doldrums right now. We've seen what the Warriors are doing. I think he just sort of mixes it up and says stuff. And that basically was just like, we need another playmaker. 
Yeah. Um, and sort of questioned the commitment in some ways, sort of questioned the commitment of the organization to winning. Like it's sort of like, I hope we're not resting on our laurels thing. I want to win another, which on the one hand, maybe a little dickish given all the money that uh, ownership has spent, as you indicated, and sort of the magic that uh, the Griff has worked to acquire the assets that we do. On the other hand, I don't really mind our best player pushing us to saying, I'd like to get another one of these things. One wasn't enough for me. I, in a vacuum, I don't really object to that. Um, maybe he shouldn't have done it through the media and maybe he should have directly said it directly to people, but I, I don't know. I, don't, I, have too t- hard, I have a hard time getting too worked up about yeah. that particular aspect of it. Part of it, the one thing that worries me a little bit, I guess, is that part of it felt like he was critical of guys on the team. I mean, he sort of said that. He's like, we don't really have a backup point guard, and it's no disrespect to DeAndre and Kay and Jordan. Those guys are young and just aren't in a place where they're ready to step up and do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is sort of disrespectful, I guess, but it's also just an honest assessment of what's going on. And yeah. even even that doesn't bother me so much. So that's that's where I'm at on this stuff. Is I think he does it out of boredom, out of a uh, sense of this is what might inspire people in a guided or misguided way. Um, it It doesn't really bother me at all. Uh, and then what, what, did, what did Charles Barkley say? Uh, uh, so Charles Barkley, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Barkley, who I, I will uh, begin by saying I, I love Barkley. Uh, yeah. what, what happened here is, is, is um, well, usually when people that I both like are fighting with each other, I don't like it. This is one where uh, <laughs> responding to you with a mouthful of noodles, I, I'll enjoy this fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> The uh, so Barkley essentially accused LeBron of whining and and basically said the the inverse of the of what I just said is like listen, you won a championship, you got two All Stars on your team, your owner spent more money than anybody else in the league, they just went out and got Kyle Korver for you. What do you want? Stop crying, shut up and play, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the Cavs lost to the Mavericks. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, my my parent, long lost cousin, uh, ESPN reporter David Mammon asked uh, LeBron about Bartley's comments. And uh, uh, Maddie, uh, allow me to quote verbatim. Uh, yeah, LeBron, do it. I love it. What LeBron said. This may take a while, guys. Uh, <laughs> he went off. Yeah. I think he, he had some shit to say. <laughs> he says, and I quote, he's a hater. What makes what he says credible? Because he's on TV? I'm not going to let him disrespect my legacy like that. I'm not the one who threw somebody through a window. I never spit on a kid. I never had unpaid debt in Las Vegas. I never said I'm not a role model. I never showed up to All-Star Weekend on Sunday because I was in Vegas all weekend partying. All I've done for my entire career is represent the NBA the right way. 14 years, never got in trouble. Respected the game. Print that. Go watch the 93 finals when John Paxson hit the shot. Barkley and Jordan were laughing and joking with each other during one of the games while somebody's shooting a free throw in the finals. But, oh, oh, nobody refreshed back then. I went to see Metal of the Garden two years ago. We were in New York. They played Portland. I went up to the suite at halftime, and Phil Jackson didn't say one word to me. I'm here to win ball games and take care of my teammates and take care of my oh, – oh, what's that word? Oh, oh, my posse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know Barkley wanted. Oh boy! I know Barkley wanted to retire a long time ago, but he can't. He's stuck up on that stage every week. If this makes him want to talk to me, schedule's out there. He knows every road, road arena I'll be in. They'll just come up to me at All Star and shake my hand and smile. Uh, let, let me let me get the David Menemen finished because he adds a little color here at the end. Uh, uh, I collect one paycheck from this. James said of his role with the Cavs. There's the owner. Griffs, David Griffin, the GM, I'm the player. Screw Charles Barkley. James put on his baseball cap and offered a parting thought as he prepared to leave the visitor's locker room at the American Airlines Center to head back to the airport for a flight back to Cleveland. I'm tired of biting my tongue, James said. There's a new sheriff in town. (laughs) (laughs) I I like this version of LeBron. New sheriff in town, and I, I didn't. I just I was looking up this this quote. I think I saw uh, that LeBron showed up to his next game wearing a sheriff outfit or something. 
an over outfit. That, no way. It could be construed as 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 being sheriff. I'm gonna Google it again right now. I saw it. Oh my god. Rush, uh, <laughs> LeBron sheriff. You know what is? Uh, I mean, there's, there's thought, so much that's awesome. So much that's awesome about that. One is, and this is something I think you got to really appreciate about LeBron is that he is a a fan and a student of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Right, so he's back at home in his spare yep. time watching ESPN Classic, which I, I love. That's what I like. I, that's what I do is go home and watch old games on ESPN Classic. I love that he's doing that and watching for it. I love how good his memory is, which is always funny when he tries to claim that he doesn't remember something or isn't paying attention to uh, to the box score or something. He's always paying attention to that stuff. Always. This guy, his mind's like a steel trap for that stuff. So I love that he did that, and that he was just ready to rattle off all of Barkley's stuff. And I don't know if he did that in a way where he like took, wrote it down on an index card beforehand and put it to memory. I do not think that's how he did it. I think that's just how his brain works. Is he had it, and he was like, "All right, we want you want to go about Barkley. Let's go." <laughs> oh, and I love in Barkley's response to it when he's like, "Yeah, he did his homework. I really did all those things." <laughs> <laughs> So, Maddie, the uh, part where LeBron was talking about them laughing during free throws, I was reading about this the other day. I don't have the quote in front of me. But uh, it is, it's, there was some book written, I think, by a, a former teammate who recounts this story. Uh, and apparently, like, uh, after I think the, the Bulls went up uh, 2-1 or something like that, they had an early lead or it was close or it was tight. Uh, they had a couple games off, days off between games. And literally, Jordan and Barkley went and played, like, Golf. golf, golf, like two full rounds, yes. two full, like 36. Yes, I know the story you're talking about. Yes, two, three full rounds of golf, like crazy betting, playing. Uh, and Michael Jordan bought him a $20,000 diamond earring, uh, and all that shit. And so, like, the coach, like, Michael, why the fuck did you do all that shit? Like, why, why, why would you do that for him? He's like, Charles Barkley ain't going to fucking touch me the rest of this fucking week. He thinks, he thinks I'm his friend. He's not my friend. He's a fucking fat fuck. I hate that fat fuck. <laughs> yeah. He's just, just ruthless. Ruthless. A what? nice reminder that, that Michael Jordan was a psychopath. Psychopath. A fucking horrible human being and a complete maniac. He went out and took – who's a little guy? I love him. That's why, like I said, I love Charles Barkley. He's just he's – just, I, 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 I would cry – if I might cry if he stopped being on TNT's show. That would be the worst. I love him. And, uh, you know, and this psychopath but, uh, fakes friendship with him to get an advantage. And we're, yeah. We're talking about LeBron stepping over Draymond Green in the game, punch the nuts as being a total dip. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> These are completely different things. Uh, and also just kind of speaks to, like, how mind-boggling that whole scenario was. Like, I don't even feel bad yeah. for Barkley. Barkley's kind of a dummy. just kind of, yeah, he's the greatest player in the world, being friends with him. Like, that's, I can see you just falling for that. But, uh, oh, yeah. Just, that's just down and dirty. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that story is amazing. Just absolutely brutal. amazing. Just brutal. Um it's a fun, it's a fun little feud. I mean, Barkley's it's sort of diffused it from what I I, I didn't get to see it because I was still at work out here on the West Coast. But from what I read on Twitter, Barkley sort of diffused it tonight. On uh, everything was true uh, on TNT. I don't know if a chance we could be friends, but uh, you know, look, he's, he's sensitive or something like that. Like he was like kind of like half. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't escalating it. He was yes. it and he he did not escalate it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't wow. say he buried it, but he didn't escalate it at all, which is probably smart. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh, man. It's great. I, lo- I mean, I sort of like, um, I, I, when he's on my team anyway, I like angry shit-talking oh. LeBron. Oh, my God. I mean, like, that's the thing. I mean, look, uh, uh, the, whole, the, the whole, whole future of our lives, Maddie, turned on angry LeBron showing up. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Lion shows up and shows um, the jackals. <laughs> Who he is? Patty, would you like a would you like a little bit of breaking news? Yes. What happened? It's not quite news yet. Breaking rumor. Um, oh. This is a Dave McMenamin piece that just popped up on ESPN that Jordan Farmar impresses the Cavs and would accept a ten day contract 
and that he is the leader that emerged from the mini camp on Wednesday. Yeah. And, w- and was given assurances that if anyone was to be signed by the Cavs from the workout, which would include Chalmers, Stevenson, and Heinrich, that it would be him. <laughs> if anyone's going to be signed you know, he, out of this trash can. You know what I have to say to that, Patty? <laughs> what? Ugh. I don't like Jordan Farmar either. No. I like, I like, I like him a little more than I like Mario Chalmers. But uh, 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 that is damning with faint praise. This is the Maddie and Patty grade uh, on a potential Jordan Farmar acquisition. Yeah, that does. Yeah. that does nothing for me. I mean, I remember being like uh, completely underwhelmed by him out of college. We had a chance to draft him, I remember. The Lakers took him. He was good for like a year or two. But, uh, I mean, good. I mean, he's sort of serv- serviceable, serviceable on those teams, serviceable. but those were real good teams where you could look serviceable pretty easy. Uh, that, that sounds like an aging story. Uh, I really don't. Uh, contract, I don't mind doing I can just do a little series of tenant contracts until the Mavericks release <laughs> Taron Williams or buy him out. Right. Like that, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with getting Dar- uh, uh, Jordan Farmer in here to like spell guys and help things out, I, you know. But come on, come Pat- on, Patty, answer me this: How how old do you think Jordan Farmer is? Oof. Yes. Oof. I want to say he's much older than he is, but I think he's got to be what twenty nine. No, very close. He's thirty. Ooh. Okay. Good. Good. He feels like he's thirty four. <laughs> Does to me too. I was like, he was on those Lakers teams. I did I? I sort of felt like he might have not on the initial championship run. He was on those teams. Yeah, the back to backers where they beat the Magic when when I feel like the Cavs should have played him. And yeah, he was drafted in the last two years. We had LeBron the first time through. I feel like that's my yeah. Bad. Yeah, you're you're right. So it's only been a, it's been less than ten years since that. So that's why I was like, ah, why not? We'll see. I, I also wonder if he just has some res- some residual Sasha Vujicic stink on him, and that's why I hate him so much. Maybe I mean, like he played for the Lakers. Possible. I like him, so he he might be alright. Like yeah. honestly, out of that bunch, that's the one I would pick uh, if I'm being logical and, and conservative about it. Like Lance Stevenson's the one with the yeah. most like Jesus, the most risk, and I, I don't need more risk on this team. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Jordan Farmer seems like the most serviceable guy that we could put to, on the team to help, uh, 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 you know, spell. Agreed, t- especially if, it, if it's a 10-day contract while we wait to see what else plays out. I yeah, think that's- exactly. Um, he's willing to do it. That's great. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with 10-day contracts as long as we don't get sucked into a full-off uh, rest-of-season deal uh, at, at the expense of um, – uh, uh, Darren Williams. I, I'm I'm kind of dead set in Darren Williams right now because I don't know who else could have that kind of impact. Not like Darren Williams is like a great player anymore. He's also kind of you know lost a step. Kind of right. He definitely lost a step. Uh, but his loss of step. Well, that that is a that is a good. Sorry, that is a, uh, a a good part of what this report says is that Farmar. One of the reasons Farmar is the leader is that he's willing to sign a ten day contract. Mm. And Heinrich and Chalmers wanted guaranteed for the rest of the season. Yeah, no thanks. So that 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 speaks a little to your point there. Yeah, I, I hope that's what ends up happening. But again, getting back to to Darren Williams, uh, um, he, he's still like that's a guy who would thrive running a second unit, right? Uh, I feel like he would be mm-hmm. really impressive running a second unit against second unit players. Um, and be able to hold his own against uh, 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 the bigger guys. I mean, I think I think he's six three or six. He might be even six four. Is he six four? Darren Williams is six. Point. He's listed at six three. Six three. Okay, but he's like a real six three. Unlike Kyrie's like six <laughs> three. I feel like I don't know. yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but but like uh, the kind of six three that no, I can no, no. be able to uh, uh, hold his own a little better against say uh, Sean Livingston type player. Um, which can burn so us. So Darren Williams this year, Patty, is shooting 43% from the field, 35% from three. Ugh. All right. 2.7 rebounds, 7.1 assists. That's and nice. Not, and not much else. Yeah. No blocks, very little steals. Yeah. 13 points a game. I'll take you that. Know. I'll take that. But I know he's playing on a bad As a backup point guard for the rest of the year? Yeah. That, that wouldn't be terrible. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, so I, I'm with you at the end of the day about the time to panic thing. Uh, I, I, I don't need to panic anymore. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's one thing. It's just a mindset thing. I'm not, it'll be years before I panic. Uh, you know, no, exactly. I, 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 I'm going to die on this for fucking years. I mean, I think by the time yeah. I'm dying on this, Manny, I'm not going to care as much about sports, maybe. <laughs> I think that's going to happen. That's right. I think my, I think my son will be angry. That's right. I think my son will be angry at me about not caring as much. I'll be like, ah, you know what? I don't care, Arthur. It's all. I, I have a championship. You guys yeah. experience it. Arthur, you've yeah. been instrumental in it. Saul, you were alive for it, so you have it. You'll remember it because you were <laughs> uh, barely conscious, but you guys are champions. You were born champions. You have the shirts to prove it. Uh, so uh, stop your whining. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have that growing up. I didn't have any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking ingrid. I think that's right. <laughs> it, uh, and mostly, I, I still think this team, the team that beat the Warriors without JR on Christmas Day, uh, the team that won, came back in the finals last year, is still there. Yep. And we have a rotation of guys that I trust that when JR is back, is still nine deep, easy. Yeah. Um, and even if that means, you know, I, I think Shannon Fry maybe would play a little bit if we played the Warriors in the finals this year. Mm -hmm. um, he showed he could stay on the court against them on Christmas Day for sure. That's, that's pretty solid. I'll take that plus LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love is playing much better. And hopefully hey, Love also, lightweight, I think has been hurt for a little while. I think his back has been bothering him. The Oklahoma City game that he left, right? But probably prior to that, and maybe even in the the New Orleans game that I was at, I suspect it was acting up a little. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> let's take our time and get healthy, and I'm not I'm not so worried about anything else. Yeah, I'd like to see us uh, rest him, like shut him down for like uh, two weeks, uh, or however long it takes to get him back. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I, I can't. I can't. That seems mixed on if he's going to play Saturday against New York. They're saying. I... I guess they will try. It's not that they're not trying to shut him down at all. And certainly Kevin Love doesn't want to be shut down. I get, I get that. But uh, yeah. if, he gets, if he gets any more setbacks, they got to shut him down uh, soon so he has enough time, ramp up time to get back into game shape. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, I feel like you hit upon something here um, uh, that I meant to mention early on when we're talking about what happened to the Cavs is that, like, like – we point to the JR being gone things like, but JR was gone on Christmas day. JR was gone in that lead up yep. and the peak. And we played amazingly. Like, yeah, we, we didn't play great. In that. The funny thing is we didn't play great in that game. Uh, we kept talking about how, yeah, you know, I will take this. We're losing my like pen. Yeah. Deal. We don't have JR. We shot like shit. Uh, we were playing poorly. Uh, the fact that we came back, and then of course they started to choke. They started not playing well, and they, they went. The problem were uh, uh, they stopped playing Warriors basketball, and KD, who was undeniably the best player on that team, uh, which I love, uh, was yeah. just to bad shots, frankly, and didn't just cool off because, like, I, I felt like the way we played on Christmas Day, uncharacteristically, showed our hand a little bit. We showed them how we want to play them. I feel like maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Whereas I saw us, uh, our second game, we played very strange defense. It was very different. We started trying to uh, not switch. We started trying to fight pace. Whereas I think mm -hmm. what I remember the fight is that we basically started switching shit. They didn't want to run a pick. We switched. And we just lived with it. Uh, uh, we started switching almost everything. Not everything. There was a few matches we tried to cling to. For the most part, we switched almost everything. Uh, and I took away a lot of their motion. Uh, and forced them to get in something they weren't comfortable with because they didn't have any good one-on-one -on -one players except for, say, uh, Curry. Uh, and Curry was either hurt or just shook. Frankly, he was shook the way he was. He wasn't hurt, this bullshit. Uh, he was yeah. shook. He was able to pull it off the way he was in the past. We used to say in the first finals with them, uh, they got to stop playing motion. Just like when Curry goes one-on-one -on -one against Delhi, fucking toast or, or, or TT, toast. Like, like it hits it every time. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so what's, it was interesting to me that we started playing something different. I was wondering if you we were just trying to try something out, uh, see how, see what they did to counteract it to use for later stuff. It felt like we were, had no interest in winning that game. We just wanted to learn shit. So I'm not that concerned about that one. 
even though we got blown out as annoying. I was encouraged that we actually came back a little bit and they mm-hmm. had to play their starters long times, but, uh, um, but yeah, I, I, the, this is the same team that beat them on Christmas Day without that guy. We've added Kyle Korver. That means we've played him more than we would have played Dunlady, that racist who I'm oh, – we never talked about this. Thank, hey, Matt, can we have a round of applause for getting rid of the racist on this team? You must have been so happy, Patty. So happy. That's why I was really excited. So happy. Now that we get Kyle Korver, uh, uh, we, we get rid of the racist. We get somebody who's like actually a real, a real nice team guy. Who, uh, a little addition by subtraction. That damn straight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you agree, right? That that if you had a choice between Dunleavy and Corbin, you'd take Corbin, right? Yes, ten times out of ten. Yeah, they're almost identical players. They're both the same age. Uh, they both, I mean, Corbin's a little shorter, I guess. Um, but you know, I don't think there's any real difference in defense. And Corbin actually hits more threes and, and can hit them. Uh, he can hit more difficult threes too. On top of that, he has a better rate of threes to get them in more situations, more versatile. Yes. So we've added that. I don't know. I, I, I like the visual. I want to see what we do in the next month with the buyouts and with these potential signings. But, uh, you know, I, I'm excited for the final stretch of the season when we start playing well again, Maddie. be nice. That would be nice. Oh, I, yes. That would make me happy is if we got our shit together for a little bit. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I would enjoy that. It's not absolutely necessary, but I would enjoy it. Mm. Um. That's not on our wasn't on our rundown, but I just want to ask. I think I know your answer to this, but mm, mm, mm. Um, are you are you interested in trading Kevin Love for Carmelo Anthony? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that stuff is nonsense, man. The dumbest shit. Like who do, who do people think Carmelo is now? Uh, uh, the, 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 there's a Twitter guy called Snotty Drippin, uh, who I guess he goes back by James Hollis Hoops now because he's, he's he's respectable now. Uh, uh, yeah, he did a poll <laughs> asking is Carmelo relevant anymore, and it was like seventy percent. I mean, it was a strong poll, but seventy percent were like no. It's just harsh. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I voted no, and I feel bad about it because he's still relevant. I think that's wrong. It's not sadly is not relevant, but like. I, it was just a reaction to the, the like, mellow for love. I was like, that's fucking ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. Like, the, what's the age gap? It's absolutely it's silly. Like, I don't, I don't think we're thinking years, twice right? about it. Is it four years age difference? Uh, yeah, I think at least. Yeah, and, 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 and Mellow's on the pine. He never played defense. Not, I mean, not into love, but, like, just, love just fits better with the team. Why would we ever do that? It's ridiculous. Well, and at a minimum, Love is a better defensive rebounder than Mello is, and that's valuable. I mean, your argument has to be something like Mello can initiate offense, and but he can't really. He needs the ball in his hand. He's a, he's a, he needs, yeah. He's the ball in his hand to shoot and mostly shoot. Not a big assist guy. He's a guy who assists. When you say playmaker, he doesn't score. We have plenty of scores. We yeah. Need a, I, honestly, yeah. and that's the other thing. I, I don't want to keep us going. But uh, yeah, we're going to have a short podcast, of course, yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Love can distribute. I, 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 I miss him on the elbow. I miss him making passes uh, out of the elbow. We tried something with him early uh, last year. Oh, it's early into lose term uh, over the team. I'm, I'm, I'm happy he's doing well. He's obviously having an all-star year. But like, I, I wish we did more with him of the, the elbow with the weapons we got. I feel like we still have our full potential here. Yep, I, I agree with you. And that's one of the things, you know the, um, the lineups they run out at the beginning of the second quarter where it's LeBron and four bench guys? Yep. Um, I, I hope when, they get, when it gets in the playoffs that that's LeBron and, and bench guys. Yeah. Or- I'd really like to see him out there with those. I, I, I'd like to see them stagger it as much as possible so two of the big three are on the court at all times. I do like that, uh, of stabbing those three guys and making sure two are on at all times, especially against the Warriors. Now that they've got four guys that are, you know, um, uh, studs that we have to deal with. Yeah. That's the thing. That's yeah. the best part. And again, don't forget this. Don't forget this. This is a complete stroke of ridiculous luck that was not because of light, light years ahead thinking. They, 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 you know, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Joe Lacob, is it Lacob or Lacob? Who gives a shit? I don't give a fucking mad. Don't answer that. I don't give a shit. Fuck him. 
it, uh, it's like uh, him. It's like him, Patty. Uh, Lacobe, then. I call him Lacobe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jacob Lacobe. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Lacobe did not invent Curry's uh, shitty ankle that miraculously uh, uh, stopped being a, a persistent problem, which led to a ridiculously affordable contract, one. Two, yeah, okay, yep. good and bad. They got, they got um, uh, Draymond Green, but no one, absolutely no one expected this out of him. Two, that crazy thing. Three, look, again, they made a great uh, uh, pick out of Clay Thompson. Again, no one expected them to be hitting like that or to be in a turning this kind of defensive player. But hey, look, look, those things all work out. Like, they get their credit for some of that stuff. But most of this is predicated on the black swan event of Draymond Green becoming the player he was given his, like, fucking psycho uh, nature uh, yeah. uh, to uh, uh, Steph Curry's ankle. None of that's possible without that. Or, and also none of that's possible without uh, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, I'm sorry, just being an absolute goddamn fucking pussy. <laughs> yeah, and blowing that 3-1 lead. I was going to say, he blew a 3-1 lead. He goes there if they beat the Warriors in that series, even if the Cavs win in the finals against the Thunder, I don't think he leaves. Like, Matty, I'm not going to take back what I said about LeBron uh, uh, when he left the Cavs for the, war, uh, for the Heat, excuse me. Uh, I'm not taking it back. I forgive him, for sure. I think I totally understand what he did. And honestly, on a personal, like, human being level, I totally understand what Kevin Durant's doing. It's fine. It's totally normal. Uh, but in the realm of trash talk, uh, dude, that's way more of a pussy move and bullshit move than what LeBron ever did. You left the team. <laughs> yeah lead to who had already had the records and everything in the world except the finals by four points you're gonna join that team and though that's how you're gonna establish your legacy you're bullshit yeah uh I, yeah well again look they, they win who gives a shit that's a ridiculous black swan event and uh like fuck we got our championship against uh, a fucking great team and those guys can fuck themselves forever oh patty finishing hot this is hot. That's why I had wine during the podcast. Uh, <laughs> anything, else, anything else you want to add, Maddie? Uh, no, I think that's. I think that's it. It's uh, the the headline for me is is don't panic. Um, and my biggest worry down the stretch, I'd like to add a player, but that's honestly that's less as a rotation player for the playoffs than is somebody to just sort of take a load off. Yeah, for the rest of the regular season, and I think my biggest worry, other than that, is is Jr. coming back and being in in game shape. Yeah, in time sure. in time for the playoffs. I think that's a legitimate concern, and there's not a it's bad luck. There's not a whole lot we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, this is still the team that won last year, and for all the reasons I cited, which is before the year, we would have said whatever. We're in first place by a couple games. It's Boston now. Actually, I didn't realize it vaulted ahead of Toronto. Oh wow! Is place in the east. Yeah, they're, they're two and a half games behind us. Toronto's four. How, how little we um, how little we care about the rest of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, a little respect. So like, and and still, I feel I don't know that we even need the number one seed in the East. I still <laughs> no. feel that way, right? Like, so that stuff doesn't matter. I'm not worried for that reason, and I'm not worried because I they I felt worse about them later in the season last year, and they won the championship. So I think we can take a deep breath and enjoy the ride, and not not stress, man. We want it. That winning means never having to say I'm worried. <laughs> Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Uh, I believe pitchers and catchers report in nine days, Maddie. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited for the Tribe this year. Tribe very. just spent another $5.5 on a, a lefty reliever today. They did? Who did they get? Boone Logan, who was on the Rockies last year. Okay, okay. Second lefty out of the pen. They're spending some – I'm excited, man. All right, all right, all right. At the upper reaches of the minors. Yeah. Awesome. And at some point we're going to play some form of uh, uh, Greco-Roman wrestling uh, in in the city of Cleveland, and uh, things will be great. It's wonderful. Um, (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, That that does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. Uh, Until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying – Ship. Ship. <laughs> nice one, Maddie.
Didn't get that one.